This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I appreciate you being with me. It is September 16th, 2020, Wednesday. So if you're anything like me, you're sure feeling that time is slipping by pretty fast. Uh, I know for as you get older, have you noticed that time goes by much faster than when you were younger? And it can't, seems to speed up as you get older. That's for me anyways. Anyways, uh, I appreciate you being with me. we got 10 trading days left in September. And this, of course, is the third quarter. And we'll start the final quarter of the year. And usually the fourth quarter and the first quarter of the year are positive quarters. It's usually the middle two quarters are not necessarily positive. They're just not strong as the third and fourth. So I don't know if that's going to be true this year because there have been so many things that have been odd this year. It's been a very eventful year. And it's making patterns that we normally see not react. For instance, we should the banking should be leading the market with the tech stock. But tech-led out of the slump, but banking certainly hasn't. So it's just odd. Things are not normal. And again, I'm Steve Peasley, Peasley and uh, you're, listening for, you're listening to our podcast and program here. And I'm here to answer any of your questions, any financial questions. I know you want some strategies and some help, and we all have to deal with the volatility. And it's still going to continue. I can't see how it's going to stop anytime soon. Now, volatility does not necessarily mean bad. It could be up volatility. It's just more movement in market, up and down. That's what volatility means, movement. Okay? But the show is driven by you and your calls, and the number is 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278, so you can call right now. The market today was another mixed market. The Dow was uh, up 37, the NASDAQ down 140. And the S&P down 16. So more of a negative day than a positive day. But the market was positive early in the morning. So, you know, it's just going to meander around. Uh, I'm not sure. It's waiting for something. The market's waiting for something. Waiting for the next shoe to drop. Either with COVID somehow or maybe the stimulus package somehow. It's waiting. I'm thinking that the stimulus package... Probably won't come until next year. But apparently there's some movement on both sides today that we might get it sooner. And that'd be that'd be very good for the market, I can tell you that. So it was mixed today, and you know, it corrected 10% for the NASDAQ and about 6% for the Dow, and we're still in that corrective uh, space. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to talk about something uh, to, uh, that did you – I want to talk about the Apple little event they had yesterday coming out with two pads and two watches. I kind of want to talk about the watches. Uh, retail sales for August came out. Uh, Eli Lilly's uh, antibody treatment uh, is kind of doing very well. I want to talk about that if we can. And uh, I do want to talk about the Fed. Fed – came out with its statement today after their meeting. What are they talking? But first, let's go ahead and take a call. and call anytime you want. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Rod in Atlanta. 
we're about five years away from retirement, and I'm beginning to adjust our portfolio towards income. Uh, we're well-funded for retirement and carry no debt. And looking at our positions, one of the stocks, Southern Company, S-O, has a current dividend of 4.9%. Uh, based on our purchase price of $30, our dividend yield is about 8.5%. My question is, based on the dividend, it seems like I should hold this one forever. Am I missing something? Thanks for your help, and uh, look forward to your answer. The only thing you need to concern yourself is can it afford to continue to pay the 4.8% dividend? And if it can, you hold it. So Southern Company, it's a holding company engaged in generation, transmission, and distribution of electricity in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi. Uh, so sales have been shrinking in the last uh, numerous quarters, right? Uh, earnings, though, have gone up in the last several years. So I think it's pretty darn stable. It's a $53 stock paying 4.8, let's call it 5%, round it off. So it's about $2.50, a dividend, and they make three thirty-one. So it's a little high, but cash flow is 6 bucks. So I think the, the dividend is pretty darn stable for utility, and so I would hold on to it. There's nothing you're missing at this point. It may go up in price, but you're, you're buying it for the income, especially if you're your price is much slower where it is, and therefore your dividend is 8%. Yeah, you want to hold on to it. 888 Southern, SO is the symbol, everybody. 888 99 is our number. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and summer is basically over, even though it's really hot here in Southern California. But maybe, uh, you know, it's not over for me, but Northeast, maybe it is. Maybe it's in parts of the country. Uh, and I know we're getting a lot of rain from a bad storm. Uh, hurricane down there in Alabama area. I hope those people are doing good. Uh, anyways, we can do a better job of managing risk by balancing and rebalancing our asset portfolios. I know I got a call someone's thinking, well, why do I want to rebalance? It's, and then I had to answer him specifically. You have to rebalance because we're not, you know, because that's the smart thing to do. Anyways, so let's talk about it if you want to. Your participation is always important. We're taking your calls live, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888-99-CHART. Okay, my focus point today concerns, uh, are there serious risks in the Fed's new strategy? You know, it is a new strategy. So we're going to talk. The big issue in the world of central banking is last month's official pivot to average inflation targeting. They didn't target inflation. Average inflation. They never target average inflation, but they did now. They do now. What's that? Uh, what is that, what is that going to mean? What? Why is that that different? Well, that's what we're going to discuss. Let's go to James in New York. I want to talk about Kellogg. James, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Um, so Kellogg has fallen a little bit. Um, I'd like to get it at a good value point. Uh, if you think it is there already or if I should wait for a further drop. 
uh, but I'd like to add it as a long-term hold. Okay. Yeah, it's coming down. It was got up to around 71. Now it's down to 63.93 today, down 2.6%. Manufacturers ready to eat cereals, another grain-based convenience food products. It's going to make $3.93 this year. Made that much last year. And next year, $3.97. The problem is, is everybody thought that they would grow their sales, and the sales were flat. So... You know, it's kind of disappointing. Kind of disappointing. Now, from a value point of view, three dollars and ninety-seven cents rounded out to four dollars into sixty-three dollars stock. So, you know, uh, uh, you're talking of what, uh, fifteen, sixteen PE, and that's about where it should be. So the range is thirteen to twenty-four. I think you got to wait a little bit longer. There's a lot of support right around sixty. I think I think I would probably wait to see if it goes down there because it doesn't move very fast either direction. But that would you know if you're asking me if it's at a good value point, it's not. It's just it's a net, right now it's at an average price that it always has on a PE basis from a PE basis. So it's, and it pays a three point six dividend. You might get up to a little bit more than that if you'd be patient, and I would be patient. Thanks, James. I appreciate the call. So here on Invest Talk, and at my company, KPP Financial, based in Irvine, California, and you know we enter, we operate under a, a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success, unbiased guidance, parallel investing, and investment strategies that we implement for ourselves. So we can help you. We want to help you. I encourage you to take advantage of our offer to provide free portfolio review assessments. We can do it via telephone, Skype, or Jive, or through the Internet. We can do it through uh, email exchanges, if that's what you feel more comfortable doing. So send us a message through investtalk.com. Send me an email. Tell me what you want. Or call KPP Financial Irvine, California. Either way will work. Okay? So do it. So let's get to my focus point today. And remember, it talks about are there risks in the Fed's new strategy? And the Fed's new strategy is to let inflation go above 2%. Remember, that was their target. Now it's no longer a target of 2%. It's a range, especially if we had an extra long period of low inflation, they want to have some longer period of above inflation. That's their new philosophy. That's their new, that's their stated philosophy. It's not something we're guessing at. The problem is, problem is, is you know, how, how that's your stated philosophy. But what happens if the circumstances change the reality? Let's say, for instance, just give me a for instance. Let's say next year inflation spikes up to five percent. Now, I grant it. That's a pretty slim chance of that. But what if it does? Are you guys going to let it run? Are you going to let it stay at 5%? What if it goes to 6 Because your stated philosophy is you're going to let it run above 2% for a period of time. How much above 2%? Do they, they, and how long? And what if you wait too long and inflation gets a hold and you can't get rid of it? And the only way to get rid of it would be to raise interest rates, double, triple, quadruple them right away, crash the economy, Get rid of inflation. 
Uh, do you think that's happened before? The answer is yes. I was around when that happened. When Reagan, President Reagan, first came aboard, his Federal Reserve, we had huge inflation. His Federal Reserve came in, raised interest rates sharply, economy crashed. That's what happened. Now, thank goodness it was a short period because at the same time, Reagan also lowered interest uh, 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 tax rates relative to the same period of time, and that really boosted the economy for years after that. But the point is, if if inflation gets out of control, what are they going to do to stop it? They'll have to radically change their philosophy. They're going to change gears. And that's the danger. You know, if you let it get out of hand, it's hard to stop it. Say, it. Yeah, I'm talking about inflation. So, We'll see how that works out. I think we're going to have inflation. I think it's on its way. And the reason why I think it's on its way is because of excess spending by the government. I'm not saying it's not needed. I'm saying that the result of excess spending, printing money, essentially what they're doing, is to make the money worth less than it was before. And we already see that. Look at the dollar. You can see the dollar has been falling for some time, and you know, therefore, we it's you know it's going to cause inflation. It takes more dollars to buy gold now, doesn't it? Because gold's close to two thousand an ounce. It takes more dollars to buy other things as well. And if the dollar has now moved sideways since oh, first first part of August. But before that, it fell steadily. It's way below where it was last year, a year ago today. So it's been falling. How much more will it let it fall? How far should it go? Tough questions. On the next Invest Talk, this story. Home builder sediment has soared to a record high. But there is a red flag. That story is tomorrow, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. And I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. What makes a stock fit into a certain category like emerging markets? Or what's your question? Why not ask it now at 888-99-CHART on InvestTalk. InvestTalk is made possible by KPP Financial, where InvestTalk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with Klein Investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to uh, James in San Francisco, and he wants to talk about Clorox. James. Hi, Steve. I uh, just want to start off that I uh, really enjoy the show and listening to you. you and Justin. Um, Appreciate it. I do own uh, the stock. Um, I've seen some recent volatility lately. Um, not sure why. Um, I know they had a change in management. Um, so maybe that might be a catalyst on why it's been dropping. But uh, just wanted your thoughts on this. Okay. This was uh, someone asked me about this stock today on office hours at noon when I did a little presentation. We do one every Wednesday at noon. 
uh, and we were talking about, uh, someone asked me about chloroxin. So I've, I'm pretty familiar with it. Everybody knows who it is. And, and you would think it would do great because of where it is. Uh, manufactures cleaning products, trash bags, water filtration systems, and food items. Now, it has done great. That's the problem with Clorox. It was trading, you know, at the beginning of the year, it was about one, 155 or so. And today, it's it's at uh, 207, and it got up to about 238 or so, $238 per share. Now, it's 207, so it's come down, and, and people are thinking, well, gee, now maybe it's a bargain. And I will say, no, it's not really a bargain. They're going to make $7.71 this year, up from seven thirty six from last year, and then go to almost $8 next year. Okay, so let's look at $8. Going to make eight dollars, and if you give that, you know, a twenty p, that's one hundred and sixty bucks. So now you're going to have to give it a thirty something pe. Well, what is their range? Nineteen dollars, nineteen to thirty three on a five year pe range. So from a pe basis, it's not cheap. Return on equity is really good at one hundred twenty eight. Cash flow is really good at seven dollars and forty four cents. So the dividend of two point one percent is very solid. Sales growth has done very nicely the last couple of quarters. But I think all that, James, is already built into the price. So I don't think it's a good enough bargain yet. Now, where will it be a good enough bargain? I'm thinking about 190, 195, somewhere in there. That's in about, you know, what, another, oh, 10%-ish from the stock before you really... Want to pick it up? That's what I think. It's a great company. It's just expensive at this point. Still, even after coming down. Thank you for the call, James. I appreciate it. Clorox, CLX is the symbol, everybody. C-L-X. Okay. And Apple announced uh, new two new iPads and two new watches out. I'm interested in the watches. Remember, I've talked about this off and on for the last year, maybe two years, about watches will take off will take off in sales and be a really big item for somebody, and I think Apple's going to be one of the leaders, when when it can do more medical things. So these two watches, the, the two watches they came out with, they will check your blood oxygen level. They have a sensor for that. They have a heart sensor that will give you an EKG and an optical center that will help you with your fitness metrics. So they're adding more and more to the Apple Watch. And I think the breakthrough, if you want to know the truth, is when they can be able, wear an Apple Watch, to read your blood sugar level. How are they using the sensor to measure OT, oxygen oxygen level? Well, it's a very bright light that shines through your skin. How come they can't read uh, eventually uh, blood sugar level doing the same kind of tech, using the same kind of technology? If they ever do that, whoever comes out with that, these uh, these watches will take off like crazy. But I think that's a much harder hurdle to achieve. But notice more and more and more medical benefits of wearing the watch. I think that's where it's going. I think that's where you get more sales. I think they're going to sell more and more watches. I think that's the next growth engine for Apple. It already has other growth engines, but I think that's the next. 
their phones, they're nice, but the market's penetrated. There's, you know, everybody has a cell phone. So you don't have new people that you can only can sell to the people that already have them and upgrade your phones. But watches, are, there's hardly any penetration into that. Yeah. So I think that's going to be big time at some point. Just my opinion. So they got, now there's going to, they're going to have another uh, event, Apple event. I think that comes out in a couple of months, and that's all about their computers. Okay, this is about the iPad, uh, computers and their, and, I'm sorry, computers and their iPhone. This is all about pads and watches, this event. Okay. Now, as the election draws closer, I got some trivia questions. Every, it seems that everyone is paying some attention to polling results, but polling data, also known as, also known as market research, is used to provide guidance in almost every aspect of business and in our lives. So have you ever wondered about the history of polling? So as we go to break, here is my trivia question. Over the past 100 years in the history of the market and market research, can you name several methodologies for, that they use out there? Can you name them? For example, when were focus groups first used? Why? I'll have the answer after the break. But for now, my phone lines are open I encourage you to give me some questions. Any investment questions are great. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I offered a trivia question. Over the past 100 years in the history of market research, can you name several methodologies? For example, when when were focus groups first used and, and why? So here's the answer. The modern-day history of polling, that is market research, stretches back to at least 100 years, all the way to the 1920s. That's when it started. We've gone from laborers, door-to-door survey project that took weeks to complete to today's digital tools that can deliver results in hours, but not very good results. So here's a brief rundown of research methodology events. In the 1920s brought us the birth of creative testing. An American psychologist named Daniel Starch invented the Starch Test, which attempted to measure the effectiveness of ads in newspapers and magazines. In the 1930s, ushered the process of public polling. The American Institute of Public Opinion, later known as Gallup, was founded by George Gallup. The Gallup poll was a successful statistical method of survey sampling for measuring public opinion. So Gallup was a pioneer. Yeah, he really was. He was born in Iowa in 1901, died in Switzerland in 1984. Why? Moved to Switzerland. We in the 1940s, focus groups first were conceived. The first focus group uh, cross, uh, the first focus group came from test to test. They, they, they arose from test reactions to anti-Nazi radio broadcasts on behalf of the United States. 
It was Office of the War Information. So they were testing. The 1950s saw the introduction of motivational research. An Australian-born psychologist named Ernest Dichter spent a lifetime studying human motivations and pioneered the application of Freudian psychoanalytical concepts for marketing. So each decade had further advances. For example, in the 1990s, web analytics became a part of the marketing research mix, and you know all about that when you go anywhere, search anything on the web. So it's a never-ending process of them trying to get information from you and figure out what motivates you to spend your money, vote the way you do, have opinions that you have, all want to know. Maybe we should just turn them off. I think that's a good idea. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Let's go to Vitaly in Atlanta. How you doing, Vitaly? Doing well, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for the call. Yeah, um, I was looking to add a BGS uh, for my children's UTMA account. Uh, I'm looking for a core holding, and I was thinking of adding it. Just wanted to get your opinion on it. Okay, well, it's not a huge company. It's a $1.7 billion company. So it's, as a core holding, it might be too small. Um, I like it. It makes money. It's made money forever. Uh, it pays a really nice dividend. It's a $26 stock, going to make uh, $2.19 this year and $1.96 next year. So let's just call it $2. So, um, you know, they're paying a 7% dividend on $26. So they should be able, it's about 60-70% payout ratio. It's a little bit high. Um, growth in the last quarter was up 38%. See, I think the, I think the stock peaked at 32 and now 26. So I think it might be a good buy point because it's pulled down nicely. Uh, and, the you know, it's $26 making $2. That's, what, 13 PE. Uh, so it's not super expensive. But the low five-year average is six. The high is 25. So it's right down the, below the middle point, but still not cheap, cheap. But it is a good, solid company. We, own, we happen to own this on our managed accounts. So, But if you're talking about a core holding for long term, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would call that a, a core holding, BGS, B&G Foods Company. Thanks for the call, Vitaly. I appreciate it. We got a roll, so let's go straight to our anytime listener line voice bank for a question that came in earlier. Hey, Steve and Justin. Interested to hear your thoughts on international paper, IP. They look to be a consistent grower of their dividend, which I like. But I'd heard that they have um, a fair amount of exposure to Amazon being one of their largest customers, but I couldn't find any information on those specifics. Curious where you typically find those resources in your research. I'll listen on the podcast for an answer. Thanks. Yeah, you can't find everything for free on the Internet. That's one of the problems you have when you do your research on the Internet. We buy data. We buy news feeds. We buy uh, statistical numbers. We buy data uh, and information. And usually that's where we get that information. One of the places we use quite a bit that we like a lot is called Y-Charts. That's a very good source of information, all kinds of information. But, you know, there's the Bloomberg machine. There's different places. Morningstar, you can get free information at Morningstar. But did you know you can buy data from them, too? 
Uh, so it's a, there's a lot of places that you can go. International paper manufactures uh, manufactured printing and writing papers, market pulp, packaging products, and container board. So they usually do very good when the economy is expanding because more and more shipments. And, of course, they've done pretty well because of the COVID-19 stay-at-home order and everybody's buying everything on Amazon. they got to ship it in boxes. That hell's international paper. They're going to make $2.50 this year and then $2.49 next year. It's a $41 stock. So it's not inexpensive. Usually this is a pretty low price stock. I mean, their five-year PE range is 7 to 20. And right now it's what? Uh, $2.49. It's, it's, about, it's about 18 or so. Not cheap. Uh, 23% return on equity is very good. A dividend is very good at 4.9. And really good cash flow at $7.84 a share. So those things are good. But it's expensive. I don't know if I'd be chasing it. It was up today. It had a spike in the last three or four days. Up. It's not quite at its high that it had last year, which was uh, 45 and 41.92 now. But I, I'm, I might be a little bit late to the party here. What I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. Um, retail sales numbers came out today for August, up six tenths of percent. If you remove autos, it was up seven tenths of percent, and that's pretty strong. We've been up retail sales for several months. That tells you the consumer is spending money. Now, what's really fascinating is this recovery, economic recovery, is not consistent across all sectors. You know, you heard that, maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't. It's called a K recovery. What does that mean? Well, you've got certain parts of the economy going up, certain parts of the economy going down. And so they're saying, well, that's a K kind of, yeah, K recovery. So we know the airlines, hotels, they're still having a heck of a time. Uh, you know, the, anything to do with uh, uh, leisure is having a hard time. Restaurants, because they can't open up or open up only half outside. And, you know, so those, those are kind of industries that are suffering. But if you talk about the tech industry, you talk about... Uh, Amazon, you know, delivery and buying packages on the Internet. You talk about cloud storage. Uh, yeah, those things are doing very, very well. Banks aren't so hot. See, so it's like, what sector you got to talk about before we can decide whether they're doing well or not? Housing, doing very, very well. So that's why they say it's a K recovery. Um one thing you got to think about uh, in the long term, like the leg of the K going down eventually will turn around. Well, let's say we get a vaccine. I know we're going to get one because you know why? Not because I, I know anything about the science or know it, not at all. We're pouring so much money into it that the odds are extremely favorable that someone, and there's so many companies going after it, Someone's going to come up with a vaccine, a real vaccine that will work. And then what will happen when that happens? Just the idea of that happening 
but, and uh, we know that the vaccine's out, out there. The, the whole economy will start to reopen, and the leg of the K that's going down will recover. So maybe that's the area you should start gathering a buy list for. Just a thought. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And during these times when social distancing guidelines require most of us to work at home and stay at home, well, we're doing it. Uh, we're working um, most of the time. We're in the office these days, but a couple, three days a week, everybody's at home. So you might have some additional discretionary time because you aren't commuting. In this case, I encourage you to explore the financial investment information we post on our website. At investtalk.com, you can click on the Invest Talk Programs link. That is where you can learn about the various investment strategies we have, the opportunities we can have for you. We have several, a number of them, that maybe one will fit and vary in degrees of risk. Okay? So you can think about that. For example, you can check out the Balanced Income Program, where we, buy, we blend stocks and bonds. All paying uh, stocks are paying dividends. We require that they pay dividends. And, of course, the bonds are not, you know, they have yields. It's kind of focused on income with a secondary uh, goal of growth. Or the dynamic growth, where the focus is purely on growth. Higher risk, but we're looking for growth. So start exploring at investtalk.com, investtalk.com, two Ts. And so, and when you're ready to speak to me or Justin, just send us a message or call KPP Financial Office in Irvine, California. We can easily set up a portfolio assessment by conducting personalized assessments via phone, Skype, or Jive meetings, whatever you're comfortable with. Okay? And now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Good news. Steve and Justin have recorded another Rapid Fire Hour podcast. They take caller questions at a faster pace, but you still get their unbiased answers. In this special bonus show podcast, you'll hear responses to 34 finance and investment questions. The theme of the program concerns market processes, best practices for investors, and explanations of various terms and investment opportunities. So tell your friends, search Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, or investtalk.com for the free August Rapid Fire Hour. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. Hey, my name's Rich. I'd like to know if Planet 13 PLTH is a good buy at the moment. Thank you very much. Okay, PLTH. Let me type that in here. PLTH. Okay, um, that's not. BLTH is not coming up. So I've got a bad uh, ticker symbol. Let me type it in here. And it. So it must be, when I, they don't come up on my software, everybody. That means it's uh, a foreign company. Uh, and it's plth.ca. See if I can come up with Hold on, bear with me. But most of the time, it's a foreign company not traded on our exchange. E-L-T-H dots. Nope, doesn't come up. So, um, Planet 13 Holdings Corporation. 
this is I'm trying to get any information I can on it. Just see if I okay, I can get a chart. I get a chart uh, on it. Um, and it's a four dollars and ten cents stock is it's a very small company. I can't tell you much about it, but I wouldn't these are the kinds of things I do not buy because I want information. I don't buy anything that I don't get from. Uh and I can't get it, get a chart. Chart can help you with that. Okay, let's try another question from the eight 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 ninety nine chart number. Steve, Justin, longtime listener here, Tyler from Chicago. I wanted to ask you about Westrock WRK and get your thoughts on it as a long term hold value. I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Okay, WRK is the symbol. It's called Westrock Company. Manufactures corrugated and consumer packages for the healthcare, personal care, food, beverage. I like that sector. I like where it is. Um, um, but I don't know why its sales are going down the last couple of quarters. They should be rising fast. But the stock is at a 52-week high at $36.35. They're going to make $2.64 this year, $2.45 next year. They're going in the wrong direction the, you know remember it's a 35 $36 stock now, they made $3.98 last year don't look back look forward looking forward earnings are going down Say sales are falling in the last two quarters uh, just because of that even though I like what they're doing I like the sector I don't like their numbers so I probably avoid it okay this is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, always the same goal, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. advice spread your money around stick to a well thought out plan for carefully divvying up your money so no single calamity will destroy your portfolio want to talk about it 888-99-CHART is how to get through right now this is invest talk is your portfolio balanced is it optimized Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Hello, I listen to your show and I want to thank you for all the great info. I had a question regarding the stock D-E-C-K, Deckers, Outdoors. They sort of do productions of clothing apparels and high-performance activity shoes and footwear. I wanted to know, what do you think about the stock, and is it a good buy? Thank you very much. Okay, the company itself is a very good company. Uh, really good return, actually, at 25%. They have a strong cash flow, $11.25 a share. The problem is it's kind of expensive. They're $219 stock. They're going to make uh, $8.28 this year. That's down 14% from last year. 
but they're going to rebound next year by 28% in earnings to $10.63. So you're looking at a P of about 21, and the five-year range is 8 to 22, so it's right near the top of its range. Stell's growth hasn't, like, spiked. It was up 2% last quarter, but that's not a great growth rate. It is a very well-run company. Management owns 1%. So there's hardly any debt. So there's got some really good factors. It's just expensive. And on a chart, it's going to have a hard time breaking above about 220, 221. It's going to have a hard time. It's right at 219, so it's right there. So either you wait for a breakout, and then it's a momentum trade, or you wait for a pullback. And it pulled back just recently to about 195. I mean, we're talking one, two, eight, eight days ago it was 195. Today it's 219. So, DECK is a symbol, Decker's Outdoor Corporation. Okay, Eli Lilly, they have come out with, with something that's not really getting a lot of attention, I don't think. They have an antibody antibody treatment for COVID-19. It cuts hospitalizations dramatically. 72%, they said. Now, this is an infusion. A fusion. They give you a drug that reduces the, uh, the, the, the levels of the virus in your system. So you're... You, so you don't go to the hospital because your symptoms are less. You'll have it, but the, this drug using antibodies of somebody else who had COVID helps reduce the symptoms, thus don't go to the hospital. The problem with this thing is that it's expensive and difficult. So it's not a substitute for vaccine. It just reduces your symptoms so you can survive it easier. Okay, so it's it's I think it's part of the whole solution, and we might hear more about it. But they say that it's expensive and difficult to to uh, manufacture. That might hold it back. If we get a vaccine, this treatment, they're not really going to care about it, are they? Still, might have it out there, but they're not going to care about it because the vaccine. You know, everybody's worried about the vaccine. They're rushing to the market and everything. These drug companies are not are going to are still following the the FDA protocols. I mean, they're testing these things twenty thousand, thirty thousand people. These drugs with placebo for half, the vaccine for that. They're they're not going to be rushed in this. They can, do not want to open themselves up to liability, so they still got to follow the procedures. So. I, I'm pretty sure that I'll be one of the ones getting the vaccine. You know, and of course, I want to be safe, but you know, I'm in that risk group, so yeah, I'm older. Um, yeah, I, I need to. I, I'm I'm going to do it for myself. I don't know if my wife will because she's not risky. She's older, but she's much healthier than me. Not that I'm unhealthy, but I just, I just don't. I just think we all should be just pay attention to the facts, not the politics of the vaccine or any treatment of facts. Okay? I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investile program. I will be returning on Friday. Justin will be here tomorrow. Okay, so you'll listen to Justin Klein then. When I come back Friday, we'll talk a little bit about the KPB Premium Newsletter. 
In the meantime, please tell your friends and family members that they can choose from over 100 archived Invest Talk podcasts for free. They're free downloads at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. And remember, independent thinking and shared success, that's one of our philosophies. This is Invest Talk. Have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Invest Talk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 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 888-99-C